Good morning, LinkedIn. Good morning, Robert. How are you doing today? Oh, well, good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, today I feel like a failure. You know what, though? I feel like a fantastic failure. Oh, I like that one better. <laughs> And yes, beautiful people, welcome to Good Morning LinkedIn. Every Saturday morning, my friend Robert and I, we here go live and we do edutain you, right? Because we talk about trending topics, uh, professional topics, self-development topics, and we question, we bring a, a different perspective to what's happening right now in the world. And God knows that the past few years have been crazy. And today we are talking about failure. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What's happening in between? Are we glorifying a little bit too much failure? So we are going to have this conversation and we decided to focus on this topic today because you probably have heard, read, or watched the news somewhere about Emmons, 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 Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Musk. Musk. <laughs> yeah. As kind of successful failure launch. How those two can come together? Tell us a little bit about the background story, Rob. Oh, so the background story is Elon Musk is tired of us humans and he's going to escape to Mars. And I'm going to be right there with him because Earth is crazy right about now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, maybe not kidding about some of that. But as you all know, Elon Musk owns a company called SpaceX and they want to have the first manned expedition to Mars. We've been to the moon, but we or don't not. go to Mars. Or not. We don't know. We don't <laughs> or know not, depending on, right, depending <laughs> on uh, how you feel about that. Uh, that's a topic for another day, I guess. But, but Elon wants to go to Mars. And in wanting to go to, Mar go to Mars, SpaceX had a launch recently, and the launch ended in an explosion. Now, after the explosion, after I was watching the news, well, not really an explosion, it just kind of crashed and burned. But anyway, after that, though, I checked the news outlets to see what the commentary was going to be. And some people were like, yay, we succeeded because, well, apparently this was a very large spaceship. And it's 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 the first one of the first times that one spaceship this large has been launched in the outer space. And. They didn't necessarily want the thing to land anyway. Apparently, the company's goal was to get it a little bit into orbit and let it land back in the ocean. Now, Elon jokingly said his ultimate goal was to just not have it blow up on the launch pad. So to that extent, they considered it a success. But some news outlets said, no, they failed. So that's why we're here to talk about failure. Yeah, failure, successful failure. Is there like good failure, bad failure? And you know, the thing is, I feel, and this is my personal opinion, and, and tell us tell us what you feel and what you think, how you feel about it and what you think about it. Uh, failure is an over-glorified pain that I believe can be avoided, right? And especially when you know that uh, a lot of people that have failed are still broke or are still fading. And when 
uh, uh, quite a fewer people have failed and then were able to turn their failures into big, great success story. And here my, squ- my question to you, can you write a list okay, uh, uh, of people who went broke while trying uh, to, to launch a business or various businesses and who are now still broke? I'm sure you can do that. Oh, I'm sure we all can do that, right? But now, can you write a list of such people more easily than a list of successful people, entrepreneurs, who overcame immense obstacles to succeed? Of course, we know those success stories, but there are fewer of them. And the thing, though, it's many times the media and other, you know, moguls, <laughs> uh, gurus, magnify the struggles of the successful. And these struggles are celebrated, championed, admired, and sometimes declared as a badge of honor, right? Uh, among those who, you know, make it. But while these stories can be very uplifting and inspiring, right? It is, and it can be very inspiring. Um, they beg a larger question. Are we beginning to embrace failure too much? What do you think, Rob? Oh, so now this, this is a very interesting topic because I think that too much of anything can be bad, right? Too much success can be bad. Too much failure can be bad. But I think I think we mm, this is a tough one, because when we were talking before the show, I do agree that sometimes we glorify failure to a point where it's too much. But then I also think when it comes to children, we don't allow them to fail enough. And so they grow up scared of taking risk and we Mm -hmm. grow up giving them participation trophies saying that everyone is great and everyone is good when we're not. And so it's that balance that I think we have to find. Because I think failure can be good because you take risk and you try things. But I also think that if you do it without purpose and you just do it all willy nilly and you have a lackadaisical attitude like it doesn't matter, then in that instance, failure is bad. And I think you might be right. We might be leaning towards that time now where because, you know, at one point it was good. Everybody was failing. We had a lot of new inventions. Then failure became this bad thing that we had to shield everybody from, which I don't think we should do that. Now it's almost like everybody should fail at everything. And and I don't think that's the case. I think you have to be calculated when you take risks. And, and you know, I can see a parallel between the hustle culture and the failure movement. Let, you know, the hustle culture for, for a while, it was glorified and you got the hustle, you don't need to sleep eight hours a night and you know you got to do the work, 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 work. If you're tired, it's, not, it's that you are not motivated enough, yadi, yadi, yadi. And when it comes to the failure movement, so if you are new to this concept, basically the failure movement is the increasingly relaxed attitude towards risk-taking and failure, right? So for example, we hear motivational anecdotes Uh, of people failing their way to success. And we hear the expression fail forward, fail often, right? And we come to believe that we too as individuals can emerge from the same challenges unscathed, right? But here is the... Here's my my issue with this line of thinking, you know. I do believe it can be harmful as it diverts our focus away from learning how not to fail, and, you know, and, and places the, the lessons on what you need to be learned 
and do not place the lessons on what needs to be learned from your failure. So I do believe there is an unhealthy component here that is an unhealthy narrative that is booming about failure and it's by taking away the component that okay you have to avoid it anyway try your best you know prepare yourself your best learn as much as you can master your skill master your topic your topic as you try something instead of jumping you know without knowing and thinking oh i will figure it out and you have to have a minimum as rob said you have to be you have to be aware of the risk that you are taking and most importantly you have to be prepared and 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 willing to learn the lessons from the failures yes, and this good. is where the narrative is problematic here in my opinion yeah now i think Giannis makes a very good point failure is failure except both the condition and the consequence spot on and then gail hey gail gail says yes as a parent i didn't let my son fail enough on his own so he could learn the tough lessons yeah and then Giannis again embracing everything is going to be overwhelming absolutely my yeah. response would be burnout sorry and i think that's i think that's kind of the point that you're getting at doreen where we say fail at everything no not everything but there are some calculated risks that you should take just take us doing a podcast here you remember your first podcast episode, Doreen? I remember oh, yeah. mine. Ooh. I, and see this. So and Doreen and I also have other podcasts. So my first podcast episode was on a Friday one that I do called the Friday Froster. And I promise you, I thought I was going to screw that up big time. And I probably did a little bit, but I got better and better as time went on. But that was a calculated risk. I said, OK, being on this podcast will bring me some visibility, which might bring me some clients. Mm-hmm. I might screw it up. I might embarrass myself. I might stutter and stammer. I may not be as eloquent as I need to be initially, but through the failures, I'm going to learn. So, you know, that was a calculated risk where I knew, as Giannis said, it was a condition. The condition was I wanted to be a podcaster. There were some consequences. If I did it wrong, I would fail for a short so- period of time, hopefully. <laughs> And we have failed a couple of times on this show too, right? And it's okay because, but we prepared ourselves. We, you know, we have those discussions and we keep learning. We keep improving. So is failure part of, you know, improving yourself? Yes. Is it ultimately part of success? Yes. But again, as long as you know how to take calculated risk and that you have this openness, open mind, and you know the, that you you know it understand how to learn from your mistakes and we have another here uh, a, a comment from Rhonda hello Rhonda who says failure, failure is feedback don't underestimate the lessons it teaches exactly and i do believe again this is the missing piece here in the narrative around failure that is being you know glorified and 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 mainstreamed so today as you know as by now what we are we are not talking about things just in vain and putting it in the universe we do some research and we ensure that for each topic that we bring uh, to this show, we share valuable insights, but also practical tips that can help you maybe reframe the way you see uh, the topic 
or try new things for yourself so you become the leader you were meant to be and you become a better version of yourself. That's what we are here for. So we are going to explore, Rob and I, how failure can be a valuable learning experience and a necessary step on the road to success. We will look at five key points that will help you embrace failure and turn it into an opportunity for growth and innovation. Are you ready, Rob? Are you ready, people? Let's go. Let's do it. So, tip number one. Ooh, failure is a natural part of the learning process because let's face it we've all experienced failure at some point in our lives and some of us are experiencing it right now <laughs> but yeah. but did you know that failure is actually a part of learning it's how we learn grow and become better for example thomas edison he famously said i've not failed i've just found ten thousand ways that won't work so imagine when he was inventing the light bulb over and over and over again failure because it did not work and then when he actually did it oh doreen i got a fun fact for you oh. and I, I'm, I'm hoping this thing is still burning but one of the original light bulbs up until right before the pandemic when i saw it still lit to this day so i hadn't checked to see recently but it just popped in my head because i remember thinking wow now that's pretty cool how anyway. is that even possible well well that's probably a conversation for another show, planned obsolescence. <laughs> Let's just say that. It's a, it's a term called planned obsolescence, um, where okay. companies made the filament where it burns out in light bulbs so that you have to buy more and more. Ooh, okay. So that's definitely the topic of another show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so failure is a natural part of the learning process. And let me look back at the comment here. Yanni says exactly, you know, right? A healthy food doesn't necessarily mean a muscular build or a disease-free body. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and here, so can you, do you have access to the comment in full? Ooh, let's see. Oh, I've got it. Uh, I know of two types of failure. One where you fail due to not fully understanding the system of how things work in a business and two, where you fail and continue to fail because the powers that be, people in positions of power, indirectly and directly make decisions to hold you back. Ooh, ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. That that's deep. Yeah. That that happens. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, here it shows that failure might be direct, a direct consequences of your actions, the same way can be indirect right because as you said depending the environment you are in and it's true that and thank you for bringing that that perspective i don't see your name but thank you for bringing that perspective to the conversation because it's true that when rob and i as entrepreneurs when we think about failure and when we talk about you know elon musk we we, we bring that we bring that entrepreneur perspective right but it's true when you work uh, in a workplace and failure is also part of your learning process on the job but then you can there is more factors to take into consideration because you know you are surrounded by people and you might not be the the only the decision maker or the only decision makers that can have an impact on the consequences of failure and success yeah. within your context 
That's uh, that's Robert F. And when he said it, I started having flashbacks because in the workplace, when it happens, you feel hopeless and helpless. You know, like yeah. you feel like, well, yeah, why yeah, you try? Yeah. yeah, true. You're like, what do you want me to do? There is nothing you can I can do. And even sometimes you feel discouraged, discouraged and unmotivated. Right. Because you have no power over the actions. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, Rhonda here is saying, who Rhonda? You you know how to speak to my heart, girl. <laughs> this week I wrote an article on the issue of failure and women, and I would like to hear more on this from the two of you. You know, this is like a large topic. So what is the right. perspective that you are bringing when it comes to failure and women? And then we can share our respective on, opinion on your perspective. Let's let's do it. So while Rhonda is providing further information, uh, spotlight on you, <laughs> let's take a look at the second uh, tip that we wanted to share with you today. Failure can lead to growth and resilience. And it's true, right? Uh, we have two choices. When we fail, ultimately, we have two choices. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. <laughs> Either you give up or you try again. Right, And those who choose to try again often develop a resilience and determination that can help them succeed in the future, right? And J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, ooh, this woman, she's, I admire her, honestly. Sometimes she, she can be controversial or not, again, this depending on your perspective on things, uh, but I really admire this woman. And she experienced multiple rejections before finally getting her first book published, right? But instead of giving up, she could have just gave up and no one of, the, of us would have heard of Harry Potter, right? But instead of giving up, she used each rejection as motivation to improve her writing and continue pursuing her dream and here I would like to add something you know the way I learned the way I decided to reframe rejection no so getting no's to okay no stands for next opportunity so in my mind it's okay how can I make my pitch better? How can I improve my products, my services? How can I pro improve the way I introduce myself, whatever the situation is? How can I improve what I'm doing so the next opportunity I get a yes and I succeed? It's about perspective. And if you feel stuck when you get rejected or if you don't even try because you feel rejection, there, there is a mindset shift that may need to happen here. Yeah. Now, I think Giannis is my brother from another mother, for real. Uh, he said, guys, let's not forget the learning curve. Too much failure and we might lose both the target and our faith. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. But also, too, though, sometimes too much failure may mean that whatever it is, is something that you can't do or shouldn't do. I think we live in a world where we tell everybody you can do anything. I mean, not really. No. There are some great things that we can do. I mean, there's, Doreen, I know that this is not the first business that you've started, right? I've started yeah. several businesses. Okay. And where are they now? You know? And, and, and I had to, with especially with one that was near and dear to my heart, I had to take a step back, sit back and reflect and say, okay, even though I like this, this is not something that 
I can do. And there were, there were a variety of reasons why, but I had to come to terms that I like it. I'm passionate about it. I would love to do it, but it's something that I can't do. But I, now here's what I didn't do though. I didn't write it off after the first failure. So I failed a few times. Yeah. And again, it's that balance because I probably failed more than I should have with that one. But that's the lesson I learned though. You got to find the spot when it is time to say, eh, okay, that's enough failure for now. And that's exactly it. Where is, when is it time to say stop? And that's the thing that is difficult and is challenging to know about ourselves, right? Because at some point, I think it's really important to understand the difference between being stubborn and, you know, uh, learning in order to progress and succeed. Uh, being stubborn, doing the same thing over and over and over again, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Maybe you have to change the way you do it, right? Are you open to that again? And yes, you know, and sometimes that might not be a successful business. Your idea might not be suitable for a successful business, but if you enjoy it, it doesn't mean that you cannot do it on your spare time, right? So you have also to be able to make the difference between what is what has a potential for a successful business, a successful business, uh, a successful project also, and what doesn't have the potential for it, no matter how you feel and what you like about it, right? And let's take a look at more comments. Here, Gail says, sometimes the fear of failing is more debilitating than failing itself. It's like Chicken Little who lived in fear of the sky failing on her head, which was that, never going to happen. That used to be me. I used to live in fear of just trying and doing almost any and everything because I was so risk averse. And so I, I do understand that side of the puzzle and what it looks like. Um, and, and then I just, you know, you have the effort moment. <laughs> you just say effort, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that can be debilitating because you're always ruminating and thinking about what could happen or what, you know, should happen instead of just trying something. Okay, so Rhonda is, is, uh, has shared more perspective to her earlier comment about women and failure. And she says, as women, we were told that we can't get dirty or sweaty. Boys were encouraged. So when we get to university, we succeeded because we were able to control the variables. And in the operational environment where failure happened, we, let me read it here, we internalize it as failure means that we are failure. Um. I think it depends, honestly, and I'm going to share my perspective from a woman's perspective, and then, Rob, uh, please share your perspective as well. I think it depends. Uh, yes, indeed, most of us, not all of us, but most of us, we were told, we were raised in a way that was different, right, than young boys, right? Boys, be bold, be brave, go, try, live by yourself. When women, you know, we for girls, we are more on the... On the, on the on the reserve here. And then indeed, when going to university, we have this idea that you have to work hard to be successful and you have to learn and you have to get good grades. And if you don't get good grades, you fail. And those both men and women are affected by this mindset and, and, and model, of course, but it's true that women are disproportionately affected because of the long stories of the way women were, were raised. However, uh, I think it's, it's up to each of each of us, each one of us, 
you know, to go beyond those limitations because we all have limitations and we all internalize We all have internalized things that are like proper to who we are based on our personality, the environment we worked, we evolved in and so on and so on. And the lived experience, professional and, and personal. Now, um, failure doesn't necessarily mean failure. And as a woman myself, I have learned that failure doesn't mean failure. And because I was able also to surround myself with people who taught me that failure doesn't mean failure. So I, 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 don't, I, I agree with you to a certain point, but then I think, you know, it's our responsibility as individuals to learn to, to, learn to deal with our own issues. Rob, the, the, the mic is yours. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think I think Rhonda has a specialization in, you know, special interest in women issues. So for me, I'm looking at failure from the standpoint of how it affects boys, girls, men, and women. Because when you look at the point of girls are told not to be muddy, not to be dirty, it, I think that's kind of crazy. I think it doesn't make sense. I think if there's a girl who wants to get in the sandbox and play, she should be able to do it. Now, to say that when they get to uni, girls are able to control the variables more, that's not necessarily the whole story either. The variables are different. Like, you you go from using your hands and, and doing things that kind of boys like to do to more of a um, more emotional-based learning, more of critical thinking, things that deal with people. And so there are differences because even right now in the States, in the United States, girls are getting more college degrees than boys. Girls are enrolling in college more than boys. So um, I think that what we should stop doing is telling a girl who wants to go outside and play rough that she can't do it. Now yeah. we do know that there's a proclivity for boys and girls to like different things. And that's fine from a generalization standpoint, but to hold someone back because their interests are different, I think that's completely wrong. And I think that's where we create issues in people's heads that they have to deal with as adults. And that's not right under any context, whether it's happening to a girl or to a boy. Um, I, I just think it's sad. I, I actually watched, so I actually watched a couple on the playground with their kid. They had a little girl and she wanted to get the trucks and roll in the dirt. And her mother just kept telling her, you can't do that because that's what boys do. Um, I think that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, I would say that's sad because it's really putting limitations on her. And those she will carry on those limitations forever. And then it means that she will have to work twice harder later, you know, in order to get rid of those internalized limitation to your now, point. Now, however, though, in that same context, I would not stop her if she wanted to play with a little kitchenette and cook either. Oh, no, of course not. It right, goes both so, ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's take a look at uh, our third tips for today's failure can help us clarify our goals and values. Oh, tell us how. Ooh, failures definitely help us identify and clarify our goals because when we fail, we re-examine our goals and our values, and then we might discover that we're pursuing the wrong goal. I just said I tried to start a company. It just 
I couldn't do it. It just didn't work. But think about this. Steve Jobs, he was the co-founder of Apple. Did you know they fired him from his own company? Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. They fired him. But then he went out and started another company. It was called Next. Now, that company, Apple, eventually acquired. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the genesis of the iOS operating system that they still use today. And they ended up hiring Steve back and look at all the great stuff he did for Apple. Apple, yeah. Exactly. Which that brings us to our point number four. Let me bring that here. Failure yeah. can be a catalyst for innovation and creativity. Yeah, I mean, when we fail, you think about different ways to do things. I mean, that at the end of the day, when we fail, you end up thinking about different ways to do things. And I think that makes us better as people. That's if we're willing to learn from our failures, if we're willing to have constructive dialogue with people, seek feedback, and then make changes to what it is that we're doing and or saying. If you, even if you just look at us on LinkedIn and our shows between Doreen and I, over time, they've evolved. The look yeah. has gotten better. The interaction has gotten better. The the layout, the content, the strategy, it's gotten yeah. better over time. Yes, and even look at this. Now we have a QR code that you can just scan with your phone <laughs> to get access to all the episodes of a Good Morning LinkedIn, right? So this is progress. I keep saying it. But I really, really want, and I'm going, to, I'm going to do it maybe for the next show, take a screenshot or maybe a few, a short clip from our first show, very first show of Good Morning Linden, and put it on the screen for you all to see where we are coming from and how we, are, we have evolved because ooh, the, 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 the progress here, like, it's, it's, it's big, it's great, and it's beautiful, right? And even in the way, you know, Rob and I, we interact, the way we, we, we speak on the show, the way we prepare the show, like we have tried a few things that didn't work and then we discussed about it, you know, after we debrief after every show, okay, you know, this one that didn't work, maybe it wasn't catchy enough, maybe next time the title, maybe next time this. And so we keep, you don't see it, but we keep trying new things every single time, right? So that's that's how we do it. This is how we do it. Gail said, yes, let's go back in time and see where you came from. Yeah, we will, oh no, we will tell you that. And you'll be surprised how we how we how we have evolved in such a short period of time. Yeah. And then last but not least, failure is an opportunity to learn from others. And you know, yeah, let's talk, let's so let's talk about the the, the GK Rollis again. You know, I know you like her a lot too. Yeah, I like her. Well, she said it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have not lived at all. In which case, you failed by default. And, you know, here's the thing. And I think this is one thing that we have to really think about as people. I would much rather talk to someone who has failed and succeeded and, and get lessons from them. Um, I know oftentimes when I talk to people, I ask them to tell me about their failures. And 
I have to watch who I say that to though, because some people are still emotionally charged with their failures and then you get all kinds of rock, animosity and mm -hmm. stuff. But um, mm -hmm. I don't mean any harm by it. I think that if somebody has tried to do something and they have failed at it, that means that not only do I know what doesn't work by talking to them, I know several other things that didn't work along their path to figuring it out. And for me, if I can learn from you, I would much rather do that than to learn it myself from failing. However, I'm willing to put up a try and fail if no one else has done it, you know? YouTube is yeah. your best friend. <laughs> YouTube is a very good friend, yeah. And, and Yanni says it's an opportunity to learn as long as the other side is ready to teach. But you know, this yeah, is yeah. where mentorship comes handy, right? Finding the right mentor. Why is it so important to study the, the, the journey of people who have succeeded and why on the other side it's also important to have a mentor they they when they say they will give you the shortcut it's true and it, it is not true the thing what they will give you is the lessons they learn from their failure so right. you don't have to go through it but then it doesn't mean that you won't fail because you will fail your own way because your journey is yours right but then there is like you know things that you can avoid by learning from other people's failure so you want to you want to be more interested in learning from from successful people's failure than their success itself right and here mentorship and especially if we want to bring back the conversation around you know women women climbing the ladder accessing you know to leadership roles and you know being better leader or more finding more women leaders whatever whatever mentorship is key because we need to learn what's not working in the first place right so we develop our own way of doing yeah, the, the mentorship is an interesting one because on one hand, if you are the mentor, you have to be willing to talk to people about your experiences without tainting it too much, you know? Yeah. And then as the mentee, you have to be willing to listen and also realize that it still needs to be personalized to your experience because you're not going to be able to do what someone else has done to the letter. Mm -hmm. So that person has to realize that what they've done to the letter is not going to work for you. So they can't be too pushy and bossy. And you have to realize that it's not a formula. It's not A plus B equals C. Yeah. It's A plus B kind of sort of gets you close to C, <laughs> yeah. to C, you know? True. That's true. And, and, you know, ultimately here, what we are, what, what we are trying to share with you and what we would like to, you to remember is that failure is a natural part of the learning process. You cannot avoid it. But you can fail smartly, if I can say so. You can do it the right way. You can fail the right way, if I can say so. And it's, it's, it is how you will respond to your failure that will determine your success. It's not by avoiding it. It's by learning from it right that will and your way to learn from it that will determine your success so whether you are an entrepreneur a student or anyone else pursuing a goal don't be afraid to fail instead you use each failure as an opportunity to learn grow and become better at what you do yep and then sometimes failure does mean 
waving the white flag and quitting. Yeah. There are people who say fail until you succeed. I agree, but not at a specific task that you need to quit. Fail as a whole until you succeed in life. Because um, yeah. I'll tell you, that stubbornly, there are some things that I was doing for far too long that I should have quit far sooner than I did. You know, failing and it wasn't working and I was just being stubborn. I can continue to do this. This is going to work. I'm going to force it to work. Now, sometimes failure is meant to teach you the lesson of quitting. Yeah. And quitting is not failure, in my opinion. Ultimately, as you said, you know, given the context, not like giving up on your overall goal of, you know, your life objective or the life you were dreaming of. But, you know, there are certain things that won't help you reach that goal. So what would you pursue and, and you know, be, be stubborn at doing something that is not serving you? Yep. Put it this way. If it's not serving you, quit doing it and try something else, right? So yep. that's all. That's all for us today. Thank you so much uh, to all of you who joined us this morning for your contributions, your participations. Uh, we agree, disagree. Uh, we are here to exchange different ways of thinking. And so thank you once again for being here. All of you, it's a pleasure every Saturday morning to uh, be back and have those conversations with you. Rob, any last word you would like to say? Oh, you know what? Go out there and fail. <laughs> <laughs> but fail smartly. That's what I would add. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. okay, beautiful people. You take care. You stay safe. And we will see you next week, Saturday, for another live episode of Good Morning LinkedIn. Bye-bye, everyone. Peace out.